Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue through the Gospel of Matthew. We're at the 19th chapter right now, verse 16. And again, this is a story that's very familiar to many of us, particularly if you were uh, raised within a church or religious environment. And there's actually an account of this in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And we're going to look at all three accounts because each one, as often happens, brings a, a point of interest that we need to know to uh, understand, understand the entirety of the account. So here's Matthew, chapter 19, verse 16, says this. And someone came to him and said, so someone comes to Jesus. Uh, you find out in the other accounts that it's a young man, and he literally uh, runs up to Jesus. He comes to him and he says this, Teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may obtain eternal life? Now, is that not a great question? <coughs> and the young man's coming up, and he's asking him. First of all, he declares that he is teacher. Okay, he calls Jesus' teacher, he's acknowledging some things right here. He, he knows that Jesus is an instructor of the things of God. And he's asking him as a source of information. He knows that Jesus would know this thing. And so he has a question because he has a purpose and he has a goal. His goal is obtaining eternal life. That he wants to have eternal life. And he's asking Jesus, how do I do this? How do I obtain eternal life? Is that not a great question? And verse 17, Jesus said to him, Why are you asking me about what is good? So Jesus answers his question with a question. Jesus did that quite often, by the way. So he answers his question with a question. What, what are you asking me about? What is good? Then Jesus says this, There is only one who is good. But if you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. So what was Jesus saying here? Was he, he asked this guy, he says, hey, why are you asking me? There's only one who is good. Remember the guy called him, teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Now Jesus is going, why are you asking me about what is good? The, the only one who is good is the most high God. So Jesus, in a roundabout way, is actually asking this guy, hey, are you saying that I am something here? You know? But press on, watch this. Jesus said there's only one who is good. But if you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. Then the young man said to him, which ones? That's a legitimate question, right? Verse 18. And Jesus said, you shall not commit murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And all of these are quotes uh, out of the Old Testament, okay? particularly out of Exodus 20, Deuteronomy 5. Exodus 20 is the uh, great passage of the Ten Commandments. This is not all the Ten Commandments. You notice that? Let me read it again. <coughs> he says, you shall not commit murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Do you notice anything that was a common theme within all that? Common theme. 
you notice something that uh, was sort of missing in all that? I'm giving you a moment to think. Yes, yes. Every one of these things that Jesus mentions is how we relate to one another. He doesn't mention any of the Ten Commandments or the great Hebrew Shema out of Deuteronomy 6 about loving the Lord your God or how we relate to the Most High God. Every one of these is how we relate to one another. So Jesus was just starting there with this young man. And he says, because the young man said, okay, which commandments do I keep? Well, to start with, if you're seeking to please the Lord, you don't pick and choose the commandments you keep. By definition, a commandment is a what? Commandment, you got it. An instruction, something that has been brought forth. It's not something to be questioned and pick and choose, oh, I'll do this but not the other one. So Jesus tells him these things. Verse 20, the young man said to him, all these things I have kept, what am I still lacking? Now, we in the Western mindset, we read this and we go, well, that's arrogant little cuss. <laughs> he sits there and says he's kept all these things. One of the other um, gospels says, the guy responds says, hey, I, I have kept these from my youth. In other words, the idea being that once I learned that these were things I should not be doing, I have not done them. And you know what? Jesus, as we read forward here in a moment, you're going to find out that he doesn't come back and say, I don't believe you. He doesn't come back and say, well, there's no way you could have done that. No, no, no. Jesus just receives it. And the man seems to be totally honest about it. He says, I've kept these things. I have kept them. I haven't done these things. And people say, well, that's impossible. Well, no, not necessarily. He could have kept every one of these things from his youth. Okay. But look what Jesus did. Okay. Well, let me back up one thing. The man says, I've kept these things from my youth. What am I still lacking? What did the young man understand? He understood that he lacked something. We know he had that understanding because he asked the question. Teacher, what good things shall I do that I may obtain eternal life? He had been doing good things. What good things? All these things that Jesus said, you shall not, you shall not, you shall not. He had not. The things he said you are to do, honor your father and mother, love your neighbor as yourself. He had been doing. He had done all these things. He asked, what thing do I need to do to obtain eternal life? And now he says, I've done all these things, but I am still lacking something. Something is lacking here. Something is not quite right. So verse 21, Matthew 19, Jesus said to him, we'll see in a future episode, in a, I think it's Mark, that says that Jesus felt a love for him. Jesus felt compassion for him, which, uh, you know, gives me even more understanding that this guy was uh, totally uh, honest, sincere. Okay? Jesus said to him, verse 21, if you wish to be complete... Go and sell your possessions and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. So what was Jesus doing? Was he saying, hey, this is how you can buy yourself into heaven? He says, you go sell everything, give it to the poor, and you'll have treasure in heaven. Is this the entry way you have to buy yourself into heaven? No, 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 no. no. He says, if you wish to be complete, complete. So what was incomplete? And it's actually the word that we translate quite often, perfect, which means complete. There was something that was hindering. It was his possessions. The next verse tells us this, verse 22. 
But when the young man heard this statement, he went away grieving, for he was one who owned much property. So the young man was wealthy. He owned much property, and he walked away. Now, I would not be surprised if we meet this young man in glory sometime. A lot of people want to write him off this very instant and say, well, he blew it and he had no other chance. No, that's just foolishness. But we know at this point in time right here, he walked away and he was grieving. Why was he grieving? Well, to start with, he had a lot of possessions. He owned much property, the scripture says. And I guess the inference is that he didn't want to give away or sell all this property. And the Lord didn't say give away. He said sell it. Then give it to the poor. Okay, the proceeds. Could he be grieving because he began to realize what he had done? Okay. I think one of the other Gospels says that he went away saddened. Okay. Gives you a, an idea, perhaps, of how he is feeling about that. Another Gospel says he was very sad. Could he have been very sad by what had been hindering his love and his covetousness and for possession and property? Perhaps. We don't really know. We're just told that he was sad and he was grieving. We want to say that, well, he's sad and he's grieving and he had a lot of property and he didn't want to sell it. Well, perhaps at that moment, but we don't know what happened later. We don't know what was going on with that. Then, was Jesus saying you can't have property and stuff? Absolutely not. He was letting this young man know, you asked me what the stumbling block is, what's hindering you? Here's what it is. Tell you what, we'll stop right here. We'll pick it up in the next episode. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you then.